Nonverbal Graffiti with Grant Cotter. Oh shit, he has a podcast. KFX. Cutty Fresh exclusive. What up? Welcome to Verbal Graffiti. I'm Grant Cotter. Thank you so much for listening to me. That sounds so pretentious. Thank you for listening to me. What I have to say is important. It's not. I have nothing important to say. But I'm stoked you're listening. And if I can get something out of this podcast, cool. If you can get something out of this podcast, amazing. If we can both get something out of this podcast, fuck yes. Game over. What's going on in the news today? I have one question for you. Have you RSVP'd to storm Area 51? I have, and I'm sure I'm on a list now. The government is now monitoring my activity because I let them know that I'm interested in seeing them aliens. Storming Area 51 with me and 300,000 of my new BFFs. What am I going to bring when I storm Area 51? What do I wear? Is it festival attire? Is it a Coachella vibe? Or is it a weird Burning Man vibe? Because Coachella vibes I can get on board with. You know, it's a lot of hot chicks wearing round sunglasses, prancing around in like weird leathery dangly outfits. But then Burning Man vibe is like fat steampunk, dirty fingernail, like not a good vibe at all. So I'm hoping it's more towards Coachella and less Burning Man vibe. What do I got to pack? Got to pack sunscreen. Got to pack phone charger. I know I'm going to bring a shit ton of bottles of water and I'm going to slang them. I'm bringing glow sticks. I'm going to slang those at night and become a millionaire and retire in Boca Raton. Actually, why would I want to retire in a city called Ratmouth? I'll go to Pensacola, Jupiter, Florida. Like the dead eye guy on The Bachelorette from Jupiter, Florida gonna bring some febreze with me because you know the people who are like spending all their time looking up at the sky trying to see a star twinkle a little too bright you know they don't got time to shower you know they're too busy trying to get probed by extraterrestrials to bathe a lot of smelly people bring the febreze bring the mango scent bring the tropical forest to the desert the bagel bite dude Bagel bite guy, little man, big words, trying to fight strangers in a bagel shop because women are rejecting him on a dating app. How angry is this guy? He's got so much going against him already. One, he's from New York, but not the cool part of New York. He's from like Staten Island or Long Island. Two, he's tiny. He's cute. It's like a little Tamagotchi, little Pokemon, fit in your pocket, put him in your carry-on. Three, he's wearing Old Navy. Old Navy. And the sad thing is, that video went viral on a Tuesday. The news found him on Thursday, and he was still wearing the same clothes he was wearing on the Tuesday. Then TMZ, the crazy investigators they are, they found this dude's YouTube channel. And on his YouTube channel, he's filming people while he's flipping out. So this wasn't a one-time thing. This dude stays going places 
and flipping out on random people. And those videos are so much better than the one that introduced us to him. Those videos are him filming other people while they're filming him yelling at them. One of them, he's in what seems to be a Kmart dressing room. And he's fighting with a mom, a Puerto Rican woman with a little Puerto Rican child. And he's fighting with them and he slaps the woman. I don't condone hitting women at all. I don't think you should. I don't think it's right. But it was funny as fuck. Because this woman started beating the shit out of him. But that wasn't a fair fight, okay? Because you know Puerto Rican women have been training to fight since birth. That's why they're so spicy, all right? They're fed a fucking shit ton of protein as a kid, just like beans, rice, and pork. And so they got fucking muscle. Their nails are long as hell. Like, that's no, that's not a fair fight, right? Any Puerto Rican, Cardi B versus little bagel guy, get the fuck out of here. But, you know, I'm not the only one to think that. There's some promoter somewhere who has arranged a fight, a real title card type fight between Lil Bagel Bite and another internet star. Do you remember? He's hiding in your windows. He's snatching your people up. What was the song? Hide your kids, hide your wife. They raping everybody out there. So that guy, Antoine Dodson. Bagel Bite guy first hide your kids hide your wife that's not a fair fight that's not a fair fight okay the little guy looks scrappy as fuck he'll bite he'll kick he'll cheat he'll probably do some bullshit like start crying halfway through the fight and go time out time out time out i'm hurt and then antoine dodson will feel bad for him and then bagel bite guy will just bite him in the ankles but i don't know maybe antoine dodson's been doing p90x or some weird shit you know you probably want to bulk up after somebody comes in your window when you're sleeping. You know, you you need to protect yourself somehow. So he's he's probably bulked up, you know, on creatine or s- some other supplements. But that's not a fair fight. You know, bagel bite guy, he for sure cheat fights. Dude, one time I went to jail. I went to I was in the drunk tank for like 24 hours in Huntington Beach. And the kid that I was in the cell with. He was my age too. He was like 19 and he had HB tattooed on the side of his head and his friend did it in his mom's garage and he was in jail because he was hot boxing someone else's garage and then he got arrested. A lot of garage activities in that guy's life. So he was in jail with me and he was pissed, dude. He was fucked up. He's like, dude, I drank three, four locos and I punched a cop. I don't give a fuck. And then he took his, they take your shoes when you go to jail, but he took his socks off and he was sharpening his toenail against the concrete on the floor and i was like why are you doing that he goes i'm gonna fucking kick a cop in the throat and cut it it's like damn i was in there maybe 12 hours six of the hours he was grinding his toenail against the ground to make like an arrowhead the other six hours he was practicing roundhouse kicks trying to get the height you know he wasn't trained in karate but when he got to jail he decided he was going to teach himself karate So he was just kicking and grinding for 12 hours straight, 12 hours. And all I heard was like, like he was sandpapering his nail. I have so many questions. One, who lets their toenail get long enough that it can be sharpened? All right. Maybe he was a big stoner and maybe he forgot to clip his nails. I don't know. It's not right to me to have a long, big toenail Two. He did have the ingenuity 
to try to weaponize what I would consider a deformity. He was smart. He had street smarts and he was making a shank out of his own toenail. But I will say he didn't have the height to kick anybody in the neck. He was doing like nipple level on like a normal sized person at best. He didn't have the height to get to the throat, you know. I don't know what happened to that kid. I remember when I was in jail, he told me to add him on MySpace. But uh, I don't think I ever did. I don't remember his name. Poor guy. I wonder if I I would have ended up like him. If, if I was on the path, I was a troubled youth. If I was on the path that I, I had stayed on, I'd probably be like him. I think I'm fucked up because I, I watched so many crappy videos. I was obsessed with bum fights. This dude, Bling Bling, was my hero. My hero, Bling Bling's crack pipe hidden inside of his collar. You know, if you're real, you know what's up. You know who Bling Bling is. You don't need no explanation. But for those of you who don't know who Bling Bling is, Bling Bling was a crackhead. And I actually feel really bad that I supported this now because it's actually really, really sad. And I feel guilty for supporting it. But when I was a kid, it was the funniest shit ever. There are these videos called bum fights and bling bling was a crackhead that they found on the street and he was so charismatic. He was so funny and I was obsessed with him. I had a poster of him in my room. Damn. If my parents only knew like who bling bling was, they just thought he was this guy, but bling bling was straight up crackhead from the streets. And I had a poster of him on my wall. He was my vision board as a child. Oh, I feel awful. Because I know he didn't make any money off those videos. Basically, these two shitty kids from San Diego started filming bums fighting and then making like underground bootleg VHS cassettes and DVDs and selling them on the Internet and out of their car. And somehow one trickled down to me and I watched it 10 times a day every day because Bling Bling was so funny. It was just him smoking crack in public places and him rapping and him getting into wild situations. And I thought it was hilarious. And I know he got no DVD royalties. He didn't get anything. They just gave him like $50 and some McDonald's from time to time. And that was his payment. I was thinking about him recently. I looked up on YouTube. I go bling bling 2019 and people he's alive. Thank God he is alive. But he looks rough, you know. And in some variations of the bum fights videos, he looks great. I almost thought it was two different people, you know, because I think it's like at times he does sober up and like they got him some veneers. He was sober for a little bit and, you know, he gained a little bit of weight and he looked really good. And then other times it's like, damn, he's back on the rock. Keeps hitting that pierda. I wonder. So I looked him up and he's around. He's either in Santa Monica somewhere like Venice Beach or He's in Vegas, but people see him. If you know Bling Bling, if you can see him and you get me a video, Bling Bling saying my name, I'll give you a hundred bucks. And if you can get me any sort of contact info for Bling Bling, I will give him something. I want to help him out. I wish I could help him, you know? Some people don't want help when you're so deep into the street life. You don't you don't want anybody's help. But if I could just maybe get him like a little hotel room for a couple of days and maybe some new clothes and help him shower up and you know, see if I can help get him into a program or, or, or something because he does need, he does need help. And I would feel good helping him because he, he did bring me a lot of joy as a kid. I don't know if you heard the intro. I did, I added a little bling bling into it. 
Because he was so funny. Damn, that's why I am the way I am. Because I watched garbage like that as a kid. I was such a bad kid. When I was like 16, I got put in special ed because I failed P.E. I failed P.E. I didn't want to run a mile. I wanted to kick it with the girls who hiked up their P.E. shorts looking all sexy. So I was a bad kid. I didn't get along with my coach, Coach Dave Szymanski. I was just talking back and causing a ruckus. So my mom had to go to school. The principal had a, a meeting with her, and she was furious. She was like, why is my son in special ed? And the principal said, because he failed P.E. Then my mom said, but why is my son in special ed? And then the principal said, because he failed P.E. Nobody in the history of this high school has ever failed P.E. There is clearly something wrong with your son. So I got put in special ed. I didn't mind. I was embarrassed about it, though, because special ed was called the Viking Center, and it was in the center of the school, and you literally had to cross a moat to get to the Viking Center. And I was so embarrassed that people were going to see me walking there and just judge me, you know? But nobody did because they just thought I was a TA. They thought I was a good Samaritan just helping out the disabled kids when I kind of was one. It was wild over there. All I did was just read Harry Potter books so I could get a C. And I'd have to read out loud. I made It was like prison rules over there. You know, there was this one dude, Bobby. And Bobby was like a reformed cholo. He was like 25 and had a hairnet. And he, but he also had cerebral palsy. So like one of his arms didn't really work, but the other arm did work. That was like big and muscular. And so like if you were fucked up, like if I wasn't reading Harry Potter like clear enough, he would fucking punch me. You know, I always thought Hermione's name was Hermione. I'd never read a word like that before. I'd never heard a name like that. So I wasn't sure what I was pronouncing. But Bobby didn't like it when I when I said Hermione and he fucking punched me, you know, to establish his dominance. But then, you know, I would just stand up and establish my dominance. And, and then we became friends. You know, we kind of like were like co-leaders of the Viking Center. And we ran that shit, you know? We were in charge of snack time. We regulated who got how many Cheez-Its at what time, who got what Capri Sun when. And I would always stash extra, you know? I'd fill my pockets full of goldfish and, and hook them up to my other friends at lunch. I was a man of the people. But I wasn't in special ed that long because then my mom sent me to live with my dad on Catalina. And that was like a whole different story. She got pissed because I got caught stealing condoms at Target when I was 15 rough rough experience you know i'll admit it i lost my virginity at 15 and i was a low-key fuck machine i was a boy going through puberty with hormones just cycling through my body on overdrive and i was down to fuck wherever so got invited to some weird party out in the boonies of san diego in this like place called hamul where just like yeah, like Hamul is so out in the boonies, like you don't call a house a house, you call it a property because like you have land, you have acres, you have trees, you know, it's not just your house, it's your property. So this one kid was having a party. I don't even know who the kid was, but remember when you're in high school, like you will fuck anywhere you can. 
any opportunity to have sex, you are like, I'm in it. Let's go. Laura Parker's parents are out of town. I'm going there because her dad is in Palm Springs with the mom because the dad's got a gambling problem. The mom shops at the outlets and their bed is open. So we're going to go there and have prepubescent, premarital sex on their bed. But I wanted to be safe. So I went with my homie Dan. We go into Target. We go in the family planning aisle. I take a box of Magnum condoms, three-pack, because you never know how busy you're going to get in a night. We take it to the other side of the store to the magazine section. I pull up a Transworld skateboarding, slap that shit on the rack. I put the condom box behind it, and then I open the box so it looks like I'm just holding the magazine. I take out the three golden tickets, and I put them in the shoplifter's pocket. You know what the shoplifter's pocket is? It's that little spot behind like your belt above your dick in your underwear, you know? So I put them down there. Coast is clear. Dan and I walk out. Boom. I get slammed. I get tackled by this woman wearing an all gray sweatsuit. She yells, TSS, Target Special Services, and puts me in handcuffs. Target Special Services? I didn't know Target was balling like that. I didn't know they had their own super team of secretive detectives just hunting around the store looking for kids trying to have too much fun. I know Ross has loss prevention. I've been to a Ross and seen a cholo in a vest. It says loss prevention standing by the door to intimidate you. But I didn't know Target was doing that. Where was Dan? I thought Dan was supposed to be looking out for me this whole time. I think he was probably looking at tech decks or like shopping for school supplies or something that he really needed. And maybe he just got a little distracted. But she put us in this back room. Dan starts crying immediately because his dad's in the military and it's like the early 2000s. And he thinks like his dad's going to beat his ass. And I'm there just like fucking tripping. You know, I was more scared of my mom than the cops because the TSS lady said she was going to call the cops. But cops don't matter when you're a kid. Cops aren't going to do anything to you. I'm 15. I know they're not going to send me to jail. Juvenile Hall. I don't know anybody who's ever been there. To me, it's like Narnia. Is that even a real place? I was more scared of my mom. She had a big ass ring and she slapped the shit out of me. I was scared. So then when TSS left the room, I took the condoms out from the shoplifter's pocket and I threw them behind this desk. I thought they'd be hidden there, you know? So then when they searched me, they wouldn't find anything. But I didn't realize there was no back to the desk. So when TSS walked back in, she just sees the condoms in the ground. And she's like, I gotcha. You're not getting laid tonight. You're going to jail and your mom's going to find out. And I was like, no. My mom came out so embarrassed, so embarrassed. We dropped Dan off at his house and the car ride back. It was silence. And then we pull in the driveway and she finally looks at me and she goes, are you sexually active? Tell me, are you sexually active? And I was so embarrassed to talk to my mom about anything having to do with girls. Like one time we saw the movie Titanic in the theater and you see Kate Winslet's titties. And I was so embarrassed to be sitting next to my mom. I pretended to be asleep when really secretly I was getting a chub next to my popcorn, you know? So when she asked me that, I didn't want to be like, yeah, mom, I'm 15. I'm fucking, I'm pimping. I'm using protection. Deal with it. I just like lied and was like, no, we we're going to use them as water balloons and throw them off the freeway overpass. Like me, Dan and Mexicris, we're going to meet up and do that. And she was like, what? First of all, I had two friends named Chris growing up. One was like white Chris and the other was Mexican Chris. So we just shortened it to Mexicris. And then I always forget his real name is just Chris. And we just call him Mexicris. Anyways, I was like, we're going to use him as water balloons, throw him off the freeway overpass, which like was not a good lie because I said I was going to do something even worse. 
possibly committing a felony by throwing a water balloon off a freeway overpass to hit a car that could hit somebody and possibly kill somebody. So that's when she sent me to live with my dad on Catalina Island. Sad times. Is that what this podcast is where I just kind of tell stories and go on a rant? I don't know. I don't know. I know I will have some guests eventually. We'll interview some of my comedian friends. Maybe I'll interview my 94-year-old grandma. She's wild. She's kind of losing it a little bit in her head. She only watches Fox News all day, every day. Just Fox News is blaring on all three TVs in her house at all times because she can't figure out how to turn the TVs off. So she just leaves them on 24 hours a day, seven days a week, except for Fridays when she watches an Ancient Aliens marathon. And she's starting to believe ancient aliens. She believes ancient aliens. That weird guy with the fucked up hair who looks like he's like in a warp tour type band. She believes him. And you can't contradict my grandma anymore because she's losing it, you know, and it just confuses her even more. So you just have to go along with it. So the other day I was at her house and she said, Grant, I have to tell you something. Do you know there are civilizations that a lot of people don't know about civilizations of people living underwater near Bermuda. That's why all the planes go missing. People think they're missing, but they're there. They're in Bermuda and the people are living underwater. And I go, Oh yeah, I've been there. I've been there. Grandma. Remember Amelia Earhart, that pilot. Yeah. I performed there at the lost city of Atlantis. They have a nice hotel and casino. I performed there and Amelia Earhart came to my show and she was like, really? I was just like, yes, grandma. Damn, now that I said that out loud, I sound like a fucking asshole. Like I'm just lying to this old woman. But it comes from a good place. But damn. It's sad. Getting old scary. Everybody on Instagram today is doing this face app where they look older and posting it. And some people look rough as shit. Rough. We're all going to get old. Our skin's going to get loose. We're going to get wrinkles. Our hair is going to turn white. Just get old. And then we die. So that's it for this episode of Verbal Graffiti. Is that what this episode is? Where I just talk shit. Some parts are funny. And then I make you feel sad because we're all going to die and life is fleeting. This isn't the best intro to exit outro. This isn't the best exit for a podcast. But if you liked what you listened to, please, I hope you tune in to the next episode. I hope you subscribe. I hope you like the podcast. Uh, if there's anything you want me to talk about, if there's any questions you have, please DM me on Instagram at Grant Cotter. Let me know what's up. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what you're feeling. You know, if there's any topics you want me to cover, hit me up. Any guests you want to have, hit me up. Hope you come to a show. I uh, just updated my calendar on my website. I'm coming to a lot of cities this summer. Going to Chicago, Reno, Tahoe, Irvine, Hollywood, New York City, Connecticut, Arizona. Find where I'm going and come on out to a show. I'd love to kick it with you and possibly get into some trouble. So I have something else to talk about on this podcast. You guys are so awesome. Thanks for listening. I'm Grant Cotter. See you next week. KFX. Cutty Fresh Exclusive.